How's it going, Leo fans? Welcome back to another episode of Leo's on the Spot. Sorry for the for the layoff, but we're back and we have a great episode for you here today. Our first repeat guest on the podcast, coach of the University of Laverne softball team, Dennis Bloss. Coach, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for having me on here again. So, coach, a crazy year, crazy offseason, crazy season. We get told, you know, obviously last year, season canceled, then our fall sports are delayed, and then, you know, we're going to do everything in the spring, and then that's not happening. And then it seems like the spring sports just aren't going to happen at all. March passes, <laughs> April, and then at the last second, we're told, hey, we can practice. Okay, we can practice. And then we get told, no, we're going to play some games. So, Coach, that must have been crazy trying to manage that, the, the starting and stopping, trying to keep everyone ready. Take us back to, let's say, March when you're, when you're thinking, yeah, I, I don't know if this is going to end up happening or not. You know, I did have my doubts, um, you know, because – Yes, no, yes, no, maybe. And so I, and you know, when you're trying to deal with um, 16 of the girls decide they wanted to come and go for it. Uh, so those 16 girls uh, were in the loop led by our three seniors. She did a great job of Gabby, uh, Gabriella Underwood, uh, Tony Mack and Tony Lozano just did a great job of keeping everybody in the loop what's going on. And then we got told, okay, get your, uh, get your uh, COVID test, make sure it's a negative one. And so we did all that. We came there and then, uh, they had three weeks of body by blast. We got to work out for three weeks and still not knowing if we were going to get to play. But uh, thanks to uh, our, our administration and, and uh, our athletic director, Scott Winterburn, um, Joanne, I mean, Joe Ingle, who's our co uh, athletic trainer, and Jenna, they just did a great job in making it happen for us. And of course, you for you know being there to cover the games and get everything going. So I think thank everybody from the whole athletic staff for making this happen so take us to those three weeks of conditioning so for people to know it was conditioning you weren't you weren't you know batting practice you weren't you weren't doing any of that it was conditioning how how did, did you manage during that time because that could get repetitive especially when when you don't know if a game is going to be coming anytime soon yeah it did kind of get repetitive um you know we started off because we thought we were going to go back right away after the first couple of days and so we did it for a week and then we had to cut back to four days and and um just kind of did that way um and so I just kept trying to tell them, hey, just keep having faith, keep having faith, keep having faith. And uh, then we finally got the word from uh, Scott uh, that we were going to get to play practice on a Wednesday. Um, our kids had already dispersed and left, so they had to wait till Thursday to practice. But uh, they were thrilled and happy once we did it. Um, and we had a great, I thought, okay, we're going to have at least a week to practice. <laughs> at least a couple weeks to practice. And then all of a sudden after Thursday's first practice, he came to us and told us, Hey, uh, we're going to play a game. So we played a game that next weekend. We had about four days of practice and we played. So uh, I told him, here you go. Let's, let's ramp it up and let's go girls. It's time to go. So we had no time to, to waste. And uh, we did the best job we could. I'm really proud of all of our girls for what they did. My assistant coaches, um, just really proud of everybody in the whole organization here at the University of Laverne for allowing this to happen. It was a tough year and a half, I'll tell you that right now. Um, just trying to stay and hang in there, but these girls did a great job. So, I mean, once you find out you're, you're, you're ready to play, it's a, it's a pretty much a brand new team. I believe six returners, the three seniors you mentioned um, included. So you had a, a lot of new talent to work with and try to bring up the speed. 
how was it like just having a bulk of uh, a vast majority of your team being being newcomers? Uh, it was interesting and different. You know, they don't know any different. You know, um, um, our seniors did a great job of leading them along with Marissa Costa, who just really took the reins and, and got everybody on the same page. You know, some kids couldn't be there all the time because of class schedules, right? Because they were in class those times and we were online, so they couldn't miss those classes or they lived too far away to come in. Um, but our kids had all drive in. And so, you know, that was great. We even had uh, Jazzy Reyes came down from, and got an apartment so she could come from up north. <laughs> you know, that's dedication to me. And uh, we had one pitcher and one pitcher only. Um, Jocelyn Robertson did an outstanding job for, for that. Um, and then until the last week of practice, we thought we had one pitcher, but then one girl said, hey, coach, I threw when I was 12 years old. Can I go throw some bullpens? And uh, she did. And the coaches were like, hey, she's not bad. So, you know, in that last game against Calhoun, and we had a user, uh, Jaylene Jalome, and she did a great job. So just really happy that, uh, that we did that. So and she came out and helped. We had a chance to win the game, you know, with her pitching. It hasn't thrown since 12 U, you know, so that's pretty good. Um, but all of our kids, just really happy the way they performed um, for what we did. And, and um, we didn't really work a lot on defense. Just, you know, you had to work on offense because you got to score some runs to win. We scored a lot of runs in our eight games. Um, and we hit the ball pretty well in eight games, so I was happy about that. So we'll uh, tighten down our defense, and we've got some pitching help coming in, so we'll be okay um, for next year. So uh, so you mentioned uh, Justin Robertson, a freshman on the team, only pitcher. So so you're getting ready to start the year, and, you know, you're, you're conditioning, so it might happen, might not happen. And you're told, like I said, it's going to happen, and your game's in a couple of days. H how does it hit her when she realizes, oh, man, I'm going to have to start, and I'm going to have to – pitch pretty much every game here i'm a freshman like am i am i ready for this how, how did she handle that i don't know she's not very emotional so i, I talked to her i just say hey, you're the only one we got we got to go and she just said okay you know and she gave it everything she got you know i mean and i i am so appreciative of her and, and pitching as many did uh we got lucky redlands you know we would have played eight games in seven days but redlands canceled um on us for the two of the games which is okay uh, kind of saved us a little bit from having to play eight games in seven days. But, uh, you know, I just was, like I said earlier, just really proud of these seniors and, and the whole team for doing what they did. You know, everyone stepped up. They came to practice early, you know, uh, every day. Everyone was on time to practice. They were early. You know, we had Josh Davis, who's our athletic trainer, checking them in, doing their checks and everything. And, and it was smooth. And practices was, were, were smooth, quick. And um, I was just happy that we were able to get it in felt normal again for us to be out there. Yeah, and, uh, and Jocelyn definitely showing her her potential there. You're doing great, great job in the circle and also showing off her bat, hit, hit a couple home runs, showing off her power. Yeah, uh, so definitely, definitely uh, someone excited to, to look forward to in the next few years. Oh, definitely exciting. Um, you know, these guys all got a little taste of it, right? And so even though it was a short season, they got a really taste of it, the intensity of the games, how intense they are and how if you make one mistake in the sky act, they could, it could hurt you, right? So they kind of now know we got to be perfect when we play, you know, and if we do make a mistake, we got to bounce right back from it. So really happy about that. I'm just happy about the progress that we've made offensively. Um, wasn't sure, you know, when you haven't hit in over a year and you don't know how you're going to be. And, uh, oh, man, we hit the ball a lot better than I thought we would have. So, so you're talking there about uh, being proud of, of the progress your team was showing. When you go into – a year like this, your expectations have to change some, I imagine. You know, you always want to win. 
but it would have been strange starting the season, you know, with just the three other SkyX schools in, in the end of March, early April. But then you added the layer that you started later than the other three teams. So, so how did you kind of manage expectations and manage expectations for, for your players going into the short season? Um, I think our expectations never really change. You know, the goal is always to win. Um, but you've got to kind of have to not lower the expectations, but to have some different um, avenues for it, right? So, you know, I just wanted to go out. What I really stress to all of them every day is let's just go out and compete. And wherever that takes us, that's where we're going to be at, you know. Um, having only one pitcher, like we talked about with Jocelyn, um, you know, not practice, you know, practice a lot of defense. I mean, those guys all started practice at the beginning. I think Redlands was at the beginning of February. I think Chapman was next in the middle. And I think Calou was at the end of February. So they've had two months on us of practice. We had six practices before we played Chapman that first Saturday doubleheader, you know? So, um, you know, I just have, I always, ex I always expect the best from our kids. Right. And I think if you, they know what the expectations are, they're going to strive and get there. And, um, you know, but it was a different year because we did not have a full team of practice every single day. We only had bits and pieces of people at practice. So that was never had a full team of 16 till the last week. And that was kind of, you know, and it was great. I was like, Oh my God, everyone's here. What are we doing? You know? So the expectations never really change for our, our program. Uh, we're always going to expect to compete at a high level. And the, and if you compete at a high level, the winning will take care of itself. Um, I think that's really important to know that, um, just competing and, and doing the little things are going to make you be better in the long run. So it was a great stepping stone for us. Uh, it was almost better than a fall for us because we got so many practices. Plus we got to play competitive games that meant something. So it was a really an eye opener of what we have to do next year. And I think it was an eye opener for all of our 11 freshmen um, that were there because there was 11 of them and they just, and they just performed. I mean, if you look at some of the statistics from our, their performances were great, you know, and they just battled every single day. And that's what I was more happy about than anything. Um, we're, we're grinders, man. We're going to grind it out. And we're going to compete for 21 outs. And I think we did that every single game, as you can see. Well, well speaking of, of one of those players, that was really competing at a high level for you. One of your returners, Marissa Acosta, uh, did a great job defensively, great job hitting, even pitched a little bit for you <laughs> when you needed it. Uh, you know, uh, earned all Skyac honors, was, I believe, ranked third in Skyac, hit, hit 500, 13 hits, nine RBIs, and that's that's an eight game. So what what about her helped to really jump uh, jump a level from, from last year to this year? You know, I think she really matured a lot, um, you know, and, and she told me when she found out we only were going to have one pitcher, she said, Coach, I used to pitch, I'm going to start training to pitch. And she got a little injury where she couldn't really throw. So, um, you know, we only used her for that little stint. Um, but her hitting was just outstanding. Her pitch selection, just her mental approach to the game um, was totally different. Her leadership was huge. Um, our three seniors were great, and she helped those seniors lead these freshmen. You know, we had 11 freshmen who've never been here before. So our three seniors plus Marissa really, really and truly were great. And her mental approach to the game was way different um, from freshman year to this year. And that definitely showed uh, in, in her performance on the field. Uh, another one of your, your all-sky performers this year was uh, uh, Linda Greer, sister of, uh, of Savannah, who was already on the squad. So, uh, so uh, Linda, a newcomer to the team, but she's a junior transfer from Cortland, from Cortland, uh, Portland, uh, who, which unfortunately shut down at the end of 2020. But how did she become on your radar? Did, uh, did she reach out to you? Did Savannah say, 
hey, coach, my sister's going to be looking for somewhere to play. You should, you should take a look. How, how did she come on your radar? Well, I'm good. I'm good friends with the, uh, I'm good friends with the former, uh, uh, Concordia from Portland coach and, um, both their former coaches. And, uh, I got a phone call from Linda saying, coach, I'm really interested. Uh, and I said, let's make it happen. You know, so I called those guys up and they said, dude, you're going to love her. She's a great leader. Um, and she can play a little bit. And I, we were, we were lacking a little bit of speed in our first year there at Laverne. And I heard she was fast as heck. So, um, and I could hear she could hit a little bit. Um, and I was really good defensively. So, you know, you, to come across a, a talented player like that and having a mature level, um, we were in contact all the time as she was getting her paperwork all done and things were, you know, it was like kind of chaotic. And I just told her, hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. Um, and she finally got that done. And we got her officially into school and, and uh, she became a great leadoff hitter for us uh, this year. As you can see, I think she hit 534 or 539 or something of that nature. Um, nine RBIs as well from the leadoff spot, five stolen bases. I believe she had five stolen bases. Top of my head, um, but just and just a great person, right? Just fit in well, right, with everybody else, um, and that was what the great thing is. You know, I really stress, and our coaches always stress, we're we're about being a family, and um, sometimes you have your ups and your downs, but in the long run, we're all going to be there together. And she fit right in, you know, and um, became a leader too. You know, that's a that's a lot to come into a brand new team, eight games. And say, okay, you're leading off for us. Let's go. And she did it, you know, and and she hit some balls hard and. And uh, she's only going to get better, um, you know, when she gets in the weight room with Coach Durant and, and, and then gets to practice a full squad. I, I, I really have high expectations for this squad after seeing what they did in eight games. Uh, and with our, new, with our other kids coming back and then our newcomers coming in, um, you know, the expectation is going to be high for everybody. And, but they all know how to compete now, right? And I think that's important that they all learn how to compete, and they did. And it, it's going to take great – it's going to take all-around great leadership. And, um, you know, we have – Bailey Grani and uh, Linda will be seniors uh, and we got Marissa coming back. So she'll be a junior, AKA really a super, super freshman because um, they didn't lose any eligibility. So she said she wants to get her master's. So she, if she, she'd be able to stay all four years, so heck yeah. So uh, that's what it takes. It takes great leadership. Uh, and, you know, having great assistant coaches really helps uh, having Tara and Yvonne and uh, Rachel really helped out a lot. So I can't, I couldn't, do this it's it's a team and 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 rachel and me were there together for the first three weeks by ourselves until we got the rest of calvary to come in and, and be able to help us out so but what a difference it made when everyone was there it just made it so much easier for all of us even the kids so yeah you can you can definitely tell when when watching your team that there's a, a definitely type of family like atmosphere there's a closest with the team uh which you know like you you mentioned linda came in and and meshed real well because because that could be difficult getting a a high level player transferring in, you know, especially coming from a, a, a division two or a division one squad squad coming to division three, that there, there can be some tension there. That person can come in, you know, with a little bit of an ego. So how, you know, you mentioned her stats, you know, she led the conference in batting average, led the team in hits, uh, tied for first with RBIs on the team with Marissa and with Jocelyn. How important is it that, that, that part was great, but how important was it that she came in with the right attitude to, to mesh well with the team? Um, I think that's the whole important thing, right? You got to have the right attitude, right? And that's the kind of, kind of tempo that we're setting here. Um, it's family environment. It's competition, a healthy competition. We all want to compete. We all want to play. But if someone beats you out, it's helping your sister out, right? It's, it's being there for those people. And then when you get your chance, it's them stepping up for you. And I think that's so important right now 
um, in this day and age, right, is is the family environment and everybody getting along. Um, it's really tough, right, when you got a lot of kids and don't really know each other. Um, but like I said, and I'll keep repeating the senior leadership that we had from Gabby, Tony, and Tani, and then Marissa stepping up um, was great. And all they wanted to do is be there for each other. And that was great, especially for these kids that they've gone through, especially our seniors have gone through a lot, you know, of getting 16 games and then getting only eight games this year, but they battled through it and they were awesome. And I can never thank them enough. I told them after the end of the season, thank you so much for being the leaders that you were to make this happen, number one, but to also lead these young group of girls um, to, to live to wherever it's going to take us to the next level. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, the, the amount of freshmen that are on your squad that, you know, academic freshmen, because we, we won't get into the super freshman part of it. You know. <laughs> That's a super, super freshman. That's yeah, super freshman. yeah, we can have, you know, four, almost four classes of freshmen, basically. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we talked about Jocelyn. Another, another person I really want to talk about is, is Haley, uh, Haley Shea that came in and, and really made an impact, had, had a great game in the, in the Sky Tournament opener. What do you have to say about Haley's performance this year in her first year? Uh, what a spark plug, right? Uh, here I am. The first game, Linda wasn't going to be able to start. I missed a practice or two, so that's our rules. If you miss practice for game week, you know, um, for any reason why you don't get to start, and they all knew it, and and they were all good with it. And uh, I made Haley her first college game start off as the leadoff hitter, right? So crazy, Coach Bloss, right? I probably should have put Marissa there, but we made Haley start off as the uh, leadoff hitter, and she wasn't real successful the first couple games, right? If you look at the stats, and then all of a sudden she got on fire, and uh, just a spark plug out there. Uh, just smile on her face all the time. Just, you got it, coach. Let's just go for it. And that's, and she did. She, I think she ended up with like six RBIs, seven RBIs from the nine spot, you know, in the lineup. That's pretty good, right? She had a triple, a couple doubles, um, you know, has a lot more power than everybody thinks, right? They all come up on, on her for a slap hitting. And, and um, as you saw, she had a couple triples. I think she had two triples and a double, I want to say, or two doubles or something like that. Mm -hmm. So really proud of her um, and, and did a great job in the outfield as well. And, you know, it's, it's hard to step up right away and be a college player. It's way different, you know, and think about it too. These kids probably didn't even play high school a lot because their high school season was stopped too. So these kids are just really coming in as fresh, like not anything. And, and, uh, and really proud of this group of kids, just uh, the 16 kids. And, and, you know, what's nice is too, we had, a, we stayed in contact with the kids that opted out and they were so supportive of these guys as well. And uh, they were like, Coach, we can't wait to get back next year. So it's, you know, we're, we're building a family here. Um, and uh, hopefully we're building some good things to come here and that we represent the University of Laverne um, to the highest level we can. And we've talked about your, your three seniors a little bit, but I don't want to understate the impact that they had on your team. You know, it can't be easy, you know, coming into your, your upperclassmen years you know, it's your time to shine finally, and then your junior gets cut short and your senior year is short. But what do you have to say about your three seniors, Tony Mack, Tony Lozano, Gabby Underwood, who, who stuck through it and, and really endured through, throughout the craziness of the last two years? They're the heart and soul of the University of Liberty softball program. That's what I have to say about them. They are the ones who texted me, Coach, are we going to make this happen? Coach, are we going to make this happen? And I said, have the faith. It's going to happen. We got to keep believing. We got to keep having positive thoughts. But there, but then once it was, once it was, boom, they were all in. And then they said, coach, are we going to be able to play now that we get to go body by blast for three weeks? You know, um, are we going to get to play? Are we going to get to play? And we just kept on it. And it was pretty funny when uh, Scott came over and told us, you guys are going to get to play. 
Um, and he was like, you know, your coach was on me for the last three months, texting me every other day or every day. They all three stood up and raised their hand and said, well, that's because we were texting coach every day too. So that's partially our fault for texting coach to get the answers. But what can I say about those three kids? You know, just outstanding individuals, um, great leadership. Um, and they wanted it to happen. And I, I was more so happy for them that we were able to give them a senior day to recognize them that the school allowed us to bring their parents uh, to the game um, and sat in our three little sections of pods. But how great was that for them? Um, and we were able to honor them for what they did. Uh, you know, they of 80 games, they only got in 24, right? Yeah, 24 games in their two, last two years, and they would have 80 games. So I was so happy for them, just their leadership and their, their determination to make it happen. That's what I'm more proud of than anything. Just they stuck through it. And that shows you that they're going to, after softball and everything's done, that's how successful they're going to be in life because they persevered through something that was tough, right? Tough for all of us. Um, and they kind of saved me because they kept pushing me to make things happen. And, um, you know, I think I'm strong-willed and strong-minded. And this was a tough time for me as well. Uh, you know, not doing anything I haven't done for 30 years was tough. You know, I, <laughs> and it was tough, but they, they are the ones who kept pushing me to make it happen as well. And I thanked them. I told them that after the last game at Redlands, um, we played Kalu, had a tough loss. I just said, thank you. Cause if it wasn't for you guys, I, I don't know if I would have pushed through as well. So they kept me, they kept me uh, determined to make it through. So, and, um, and I'm, I'm, I owe a lot to them. You know, I think our university shows you how strong they are. All three are graduating. Uh, Tony already graduated. Tony's graduating and lining up for her next job in life. And, and the same as Gabby. Um, they're going to be great, successful, uh, successful citizens when they left, left our school. And that's what our program's about, becoming successful after you leave here and to give back to where you're thankful. And all three of us said, Coach, don't worry. We're going to be the first ones here at games and rooting you guys on next year. Um, we already reserved our seats. So I said, okay, let's go. And um, I'm more really happy for them. They did a great job. Yeah, exactly. So big shout out to, to Gabby, Tony, and, and Tawny for, for making the best out of their experience as unideal as, as it was for, for, for getting the most out of it and for, uh, for really finishing strong. So, uh, so, so coach, you mentioned there, you know, you, you're, you're used to doing something a certain way for 30 years, more or less the same way or the same kind of routine, you know, your spring's going to be busy. So the last few years must've been hard for you. I mean, the beginning, oh, I'll get a little bit of break. That's kind of nice. But then <laughs> as, as it rolls on, you're like, okay, but, but I want to get back to it. So how'd you, how'd you deal with all that from, from, from being away for so long? I played a lot of golf. <laughs> I recruited on video more than I've ever recruited, uh, you know, because there's nothing really to go see here in California. Uh, and I have a beautiful wife that kept me sane, uh, you know, and, um, she just kept pushing me that we're going to get through this. You're going to get through this. And uh, she'd go, go play golf, get your four hours, get your golf in. So you could be, you know, and so I did that. Um, there's a course two minutes from my house. So I did that with my, uh, just to keep saying. And, um, but just my family was great during this whole time. You know, they hadn't seen, they never see me in the springtime. And especially in the summertime, I'm never around, but this, this year they got a lot of dads. So um, I think they're all happy that dad got to go out for those, that month and a half, whatever one, one month we got I think they were really happy dad was leaving and dad wasn't uh he was doing his thing again that and that made me happy every single day I came home so but without my family um pushing me to to do what I do 
it, it made it a happier household. You know, and you're talking about the family aspect of it, that, that has been one of the, the silver linings of the situation. You know, a lot, the coaches and the rest of the athletic department getting to spend some more time with their family. Because uh, with the coaches, it's, it's, it's super demanding. People don't often realize the, the sacrifice of being away from your family, definitely being away from your friends, you know, because you're, you're dedicating basically yourself to, to your other family, which is, which is your team. So uh, what did it mean to be able to, to be around your family a little bit, uh, a little bit more this last year? For people who don't know, you have a, a college-age son and a, and a daughter who just graduated high school that, that you got to see, uh, I believe, salutatorian that you mentioned. Right. I'm sure you're who would have, proud who would have of ever meant, Who would have ever thought a Bloss would be a salutatorian <laughs> if my friends were out there watching, you know? It's like, holy cow, man. They're like, holy cow, Bloss, you know, like laughing at me, but she, she's you know, did a great job and, and uh, really we're, we were thrilled to death and proud of her. So, 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 so how, how, uh, how tough can it be sometimes just, you know, with the, the demands of, of the nature of college athletics being, being pulled away from your family more often than you would like, I'm sure. Um, you know, like I said earlier, just a couple minutes ago, I have an understanding wife that uh, her family is all in the coaching world as well at the high school level and stuff and nothing at the college level. Um, she, you know, we were, we went to Cal Lutheran together Um she never dated me for 10 years, but then she decided to finally say yes. And we've been married for 21 years. We're coming up on 22 years of, our, of, uh, of being married. Um, and she understands the role of coaching. And my kids have known it too. Uh, my kids have been a big part of it. I, when my son was born, um, he, would be, he would go scouting with me and recruit with me. That was his job. You know, he's a little baby and I'd have to have the milk out for him and put the milk in his mouth and burp him as I'm talking to recruits and things. So they've been around it. And then you know, when my daughter was born, we had to do the double stroller and they, I'd pick him up from my in-laws and go recruit and go scout and do the whole thing. My wife works as well at Pepperdine University. So it was always, they were always there at the field, right? And as they got older and they had summer events, my daughter hates uh, Miles Square Park, the Fountain Valley Sports Complex, because that's where she went, went all the time, right? So she'd bring her book and read her book and, and all my other coaching friends would be like, Dennis, what are you doing? I go, hey, she has to come. We got no place to go, right? So, um, you know, so they're kind of used to it, right? They were used to the demand and uh, they were used to me being away. And so, uh, you know, I really feel bad for my son. He's a, well, he's a sophomore at Pepperdine this year and he didn't get to experience that, right? He was at home online and, um, and so, but proud of him. Went and got a job at UPS and um, he got his one year anniversary and, and, uh, and it, that's a tough job to hey, hold on to for a year. So he's a, he uh, unloads the trucks. And so he does that. So proud of him for that. And uh, he gets, they all both get to go back. My daughter, um, as you said, she was a salutatorian and she, uh, she earned basically a full ride to the university, to Pepperdine University starting in the fall. So um, really proud of her for that. Um, and just proud of her that they made it through it. Her high school pushed through and they got to go to class every single day. Uh, January, I think started January 19th. They went to class five days a week um, following the protocols and it was great. So really happy for her. She gets to compete in her sports and uh, just, just blessed that I have a great family that understands the, the role of this job. Yeah, definitely. The having the support of families, it's almost impossible to, to do what you do without it. Uh, so, Coach, you know, as we're, as we're now, you know, pretty much, you know, not not quite back to normal yet, but we're getting there and, you know, th things are looking good. So what can you tell us about about next year? You know, we have a, a young class now. I imagine you're bringing in a, a lot more athletes to the squad next year. What, what can we look forward to? Well, I told myself we're never going to have one pitcher again. So we went out and got some pitching and, and uh, Rachel uh, Rubio will be coming back. So that gives us probably about four pitchers now. Um, 
we were we were short middle infielders because we're not sure if certain people are going to come back or not. So we got some middle infielders and we got some outfielders coming in too. So um, the future looks promising um, from what I see. These kids, uh, the way they compete, um, and the attitude of our super super soft freshmen. Um, you know, that's the kids that are really juniors. Uh, they are ready to compete as well. Um, it's all about competition. And in a friendly way, like I said, it's about competing and making each other better. And I think if everyone can do that, that's what's going to happen. So um, as I get older in age, uh, I'd rather recruit kids that are just good kids than have to recruit kids that are a great talent and maybe got a little chip on their shoulder, right? Um, we want kids that just want to be at the University of Laverne. I tell every recruit that, you know. Um, and this year was great. We, we're getting kids that were probably some uh, Division two to mid-major Division one kids coming into school, but because of all the recruiting problems that were happening they didn't go anywhere and a lot of kids have noticed want to stay home so we have a lot of kids staying home close to home and um and we're going to fill the roster out and and uh get them to compete you know that's that's the goal competing to win a sky conference championship that's got to be the goal every single year so the end goal is to win a national championship but you can't do that without getting the sky championship first so uh, we're going to compete um we have uh, spirited practices uh and they're, they're quick and to the point. Um, we don't like to linger around at practice. We'd like to get things done and our kids appreciate that. And, and uh, so hopefully these new freshmen, uh, well, I guess they're still gonna be freshmen again, right? I got a class of 30 freshmen, I guess, pretty much, because they all can maintain their eligibility. Uh, they'll, they'll pass on what they learned and to these new kids coming in. So it's gonna be a fun time, you know, and I, I'm really looking forward to getting back on campus and, uh, and getting going again. Yeah, and, 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 you know, we joked around uh, about this, you know, you're going to go into year three and, and we'll, it'll <laughs> hopefully be your first full season, you know, it takes you a little while, took you a little while to get there. You know, we've got, we've gotten a taste of, uh, of the, the, the blast experience uh, in the last two years, but hopefully we'll, we'll get the, the full season coming in on, on year three and, and know what we've seen so far. It's a very exciting brand of softball and very competitive. And I know you can't wait to, to get a full 40 games in. Well, that, that's the, the key, right? And, and I didn't really realize that until you mentioned it to me when you came before the, the conference server, you know? And, um, you know, we like to play a fast-paced brand of softball. You know, we're going to, if we get thrown out, we get thrown out. Um, but we're going to be going, right? We want to make action happen. Um, we want kids to really and truly understand what it is. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time on base running. Uh, we spend a lot of time on, on picking up the tempo, uh, if you've been to our practice like you've been to, it's pretty fast-paced practice. We're always moving. There's not really much sitting around and lingering around. Um, and that's the kind of style that we're going to play. And, and our kids have, like it. Um, they know that practice – I send everybody the practice plan the morning of practice so they know what to expect. And they thank me. They're, uh, they said, Coach, thanks for doing that. It makes it so much easier. We don't know what to expect. We know what time we're going to get out. And I, and I really try to – be mindful of their time. Their time is important as well, you know, with school and some kids got to work. And so I, and our coaches time, you know, I could spend all day. It doesn't matter to me, but I got to be really thankful, mindful of what they're going to do. So if they don't have a timeline, Hey, we're going to be there for two hours and 10 minutes. They're going to go hard for two hours and 10 minutes. Right. And um, I'm thankful. I forgot to thank uh, coach Duran who leads us in our, in our warmups every day. Uh, he did a great job with our kids too, and getting them uh, mentally strong and ready to go for this, four weeks of what we got to do. So, but yeah, you know, I, I appreciate the brand of softball. We're going to fight and compete until the last out. Um, and that's, that's just what we're going to do. You know, there's no quit. I don't care if we're down 11, nothing. We're going to keep competing until we 
till the last hour is recorded. And then after that, we shake their hand and or just give a wave like we did this time and give them a chant and that's it. And we're ready to go. You know, we got to really be thankful to all these kids for what they went through this last year, you know, and it's going to be different. It is different, you know, um, but the expectation is always going to say compete and be like a family. And, you know, when something happens, go talk to each other, you know, like human beings and, and get things going. So really happy about last this year. And, and I'm just really looking forward to the future um, of putting the University of Little Burn map on the map again um, at a high level. That's, you know, I mean, we were right there. I mean, I think even, even during the 16 games that we played, we played with some of the top teams. We played with Linfield, should have beat them. We played, we split with WPI, which is a big team, you know, in, in the Massachusetts, uh, you know, we beat the PLUs twice, you know, so I, I just think that uh, we're on the rise and I think we're, our kids are buying into what we're trying to do and our assistant coaches buy into what we're doing. And it, it, it's been, it's been a great, I, I really say not even a full year, right? It's been a great uh, year and a three quarters or a quarter of a year. So yeah, and coach, I think I think I could speak for the entire Leo family saying that that we're just as excited as you to to see you in a in a full season and see your team uh, compete this next up up and coming year. So, uh, coach, before we get you out of here, we're gonna a couple uh, non softball related questions. And again, like I mentioned, this is our second interview with with Coach Blas. So if you missed that first one and want to know how he ended up at the University of Liberty, <laughs> make sure you go and check that out. So last time we asked you about uh about your, your desert album, album, uh, desert island album, you know, if you have to choose a musical art to listen to. I told you the Ziggins, right? You did, That's you did. Right. So, so now I'm gonna change that up a little bit. So I, I, need, I need to know from you, what is one of your go-to movies? Something you could throw on at any time and sit there and relax and enjoy. What's your go-to movie? Um, you know, I'm an old time guy. A movie I really love all the time is, uh, you know, there's a couple of them, but Field of Dreams is always a great one. And, uh, I, I like a lot of comedy, so, you know, these guys might not know, but Stripes is a great movie, you know. Uh, back in the day, Stripes, and, you know, who could ever not like Caddyshack, mm. you know, if, and not the new Caddyshack, the old Caddyshack, right? So uh, just, you know, those type of movies is what I like. I like a lot of laughter and comedy, and, uh, you know, everyone thinks I'm a real serious guy, but off the field, I, I like to have a lot of fun, and, uh, and uh, but I don't like a lot of movies. I, I can't sit and watch a movie unless it's, like, funny. I got it. Coach, keep it on brand too with the, with the sports team there. <laughs> All right. And, and if you had to go, this could be a recent or a one that you loved before, a go-to TV show, you could sit down, relax, and binge for a little while or, or one or maybe just a TV show that, that you've really enjoyed recently. I am a reality TV junkie. <laughs> okay. So if you have reality TV, my regret is that all the MTV stuff, the road rules, the challenges, that those weren't out when I was a kid or younger because I would have been signing up for those in a heartbeat. I don't miss those. I watch them every week. I got to be ready for the recording. You know, I'm a, um, a deadliest catch person. You know, the crab show, I watch that every week. Uh, you know, if, it's, if it is, has to do with reality TV, Coach Bloss is in. And so I can, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love it. You know, my family just laughs at me, you know, did you guys record the, yes, dad, we got it recorded for you. Don't worry about it. You know, so I, any reality TV show I can watch, but the MTV ones are my favorite. You know, I watched the challenge, like, oh, the last one challenge double agents was awesome. Right. So it's about, cause it's about competition too. Right. So I kind of like that. So I didn't get to go on those shows, but, um, but I wish I could have. 
All right, because how, how, how deep does that reality TV show love go? So you got, you know, the MTV stuff, the challenge. Are you, are you, are you dabbling in the Bachelor, any of the Gordon Ramsay stuff, the Housewives? What's your, what's your poison there? You know, I watch a little Housewives, so it's about Orange <laughs> County Housewives. You know, what the heck, you know? And I live in Orange County, so I like to see LER. And what's funny is one of my friends uh, was the counselor at Santa Margarita mm-hmm. at the time. And so Vicki uh, Genderson was one of her, uh, her kids were her um, people. And, and they said, she said, yep, she's just like she is on TV. So I was like, okay, she's crazy too. So, um, you know, I, I just, you know, that's my go-tos, you know. But the MTV stuff, I'll watch it all day long. I love Chopped. Oh, I love Chopped because I like to cook. So Chopped is a, a good one, you know, how they get those basket ingredients made so fast, you know. So you like to cook. Is there a favorite recipe you have or a favorite dish you like to make? Uh, yeah. In, in, you know, being from the island of Guam and being Chamorro, uh, we have this thing called red rice. That's our specialty. It's like a, it's a rice. We use a chote powder to make it. You put a little bacon in it. You put a little onions in it. You put some oil in it. And, um, and it's really good. And that's our go-to. Whenever we have a special gathering, like, you know, we, we will always, always have red rice at a special gathering. And uh, my kids love it. Uh, you know, my, we all learn from my aunt different things to make. Uh, and then there's a thing called lumpia, a little different than the Filipino lumpia. Uh, we, we, there's vegetables and there's ground beef and things like that. And, and so uh, those are always good staples, you know. Whenever you go to a Guam party, you always got to have something called keleguin. It's chicken keleguin. It's chicken and coconut and peppers and all this. You know, the islanders can eat. You can eat pretty good. So, you know, I, I learned how to make uh, the uh, the red rice. That's my specialty. And then my cousins will make certain things too. So we all didn't lose the touch of what we're doing. All right, Coach, on that note, you're getting me hungry talking about that red rice. That's something I'm definitely going to have to try in the future. I'll bring some to you, Coach. We'll get some for you. It's, a, it's good. Everyone that takes it goes, oh, my God, what is this? So it's, it's a good – we like to eat a little bit in the, from the island of Guam, you know. All right, Coach, so we're going to get you out of here now. But before we do, is there anything you want to tell the Leo family? Hey, just can't wait to be back. School starts August 23rd. Uh, come out. Um, our alumni game. We're pushing for February 5th. So if you're an alum out there, February 5th is what we're pushing for for next year to be an alumni game. And we're just looking forward to it. Thanks for always uh, watching our games. And, um, you know, when we get back to get this fan support out there, we can't wait to have you back. Uh, it's always a great day to be a Leo. And I'm, I'm just proud that I, I get to represent the University of Laverne as our head softball coach. All right, Coach. And for all the alums out there, just keep posted on leopardathletics.com for more information on the alumni game as that gets closer. Coach, once again, thank you for your time. Always love talking to you, and we can't wait to see what your team does next. Oh, thanks. You know, and, you know you're a good guy because you're a Bishop Almont guy, you know, and I'm a St. John Bosco's former alumni, so it's always good to see our Catholic school buddies out there hanging out. We know the same people, which is kind of crazy. And, and, uh, and I just can't look forward to next year being around, you know, you guys need anything you know my kids are both gonna be in college next year so uh you know i'll have a lot more free time so if you need help with the games or anything like that just let me know uh, i got don't have to put all the, the my kids stuff anymore so you know so i'll be doing a lot of football games more and basketball games and stuff so if you ever need anything let me know so. definitely all right leo family please remember to like subscribe review share this podcast with with all your leo family and we'll talk to you and we'll be back with another episode real soon all right thanks anthony